Hey guys, welcome to Choir Talks. Thank you for being here with me today to listen and read. We're going back to Ephesians chapter 1 and we're going to hear a prayer that Paul prays. It is a great prayer. It has four essential thoughts in it that I want to incorporate in my prayer life and I think you will want to also when you hear this prayer. Paul is praying for the Ephesians and he's not praying that God will give them something they don't have. He's praying that God will reveal to them what they already have. Um, so here's what it sounds like. Verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Here's prayer number one. He's praying that they will know God better. That's huge. That might be the most important prayer that you pray for yourself and for anybody else, that they would know God better. Uh, in fact, at Ridgecrest, we uh, think this is so important that we've made it the first point of our church's vision statement, to know God. We pray this over our church, and we also try to pray it over ourselves. Uh, if you're like me, you often pray, Lord, heal me of this illness, or give me this job, or help me in school. Uh, there's nothing wrong with those types of prayers, but we more often ought to be praying, Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that I can really know you. Give me this for my, my wife, my children, for the people at my church. Help us to know you better. Uh, notice that he prays for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Um, that's super important because our understanding has got to come from the revelation of God. Uh, James 1 says that we can read the Bible and be like the man who sees himself in the mirror and then immediately forgets what he looks like. We can see, but not really see. Uh, but the Holy Spirit in our lives has uh, the function of revealing God's truth to us, and by doing so, we learn who God is and understand Him better. This is what Jesus said in John 17. He said, this is eternal life that they may know, talking about us as believers, that they may know you, God, the one and true, only true God. Uh, and again, in John 14, he says, the person who has my commandments and obeys them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will reveal myself to him. So, Jesus is wanting you to know him better. He is wanting to reveal himself to, to you. It was so important to Paul. He said it this way in Paul in Philippians chapter 3. He says, more than this, I regard, regard all these things in my life as nothing as compared to the far greater value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. It's often been said that Christianity is not a religion. It's more of a personal relationship with a living God. If that's true, then our life focus should be to know Him. Here's the next verse. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you. All right, I love this phrase. He's, he prays that the, the eyes of your heart be enlightened, be opened. Um, we sing a song uh, from this scripture in church. Uh, it's an old song, but I still love this scripture. We, we do it. Open the eyes of my heart uh, is that prayer that we sing. Here, heart means your, your inner person. Um, 
And we know from reading the Bible that the inner person can see. Uh, Jesus said it this way uh, in, in John chapter 3 when he was uh, talking to Nicodemus. He said, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. So our inner man can see in the spirit. He can also hear. Our inner man, uh, Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. Um, uh, in Matthew 13, Jesus says this of the people. He says, seeing they see not, but hearing they hear not. The ability to understand the things of the Spirit are, is not about intelligence. It is us opening the eyes of our heart uh, to be uh, open to the Spirit to reveal to us the things of God. All right, so what are, what are we supposed to see with the eyes of our heart? Here's prayer number two. He says, um, I pray that your eye, open the eyes of your heart be enlightened so that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Know the hope of, of his calling. The word church means called out. First Peter uh, says this, that we were called out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We're called by God if we are in Christ, and that gives us hope. I'm learning to speak Spanish. A lot of you who follow me know that. And uh, I love in Spanish the word hope is esperar, or the hope is esperanza. Um, but it's the same word for hope as wait. And that gives me an understanding that this is the kind of hope that we have. It's not a hope that maybe this might happen like I wish it will, but it is a hope assurance for, and as I wait for something that I know is going to happen. We have the hope of our calling, which is a certainty that increases our joy in Christ, beginning now at the moment of salvation and lasting throughout all eternity. The hope that we have should be a dynamic force in our life. It should be something that encourages us to live holy and be obedient and faithful and fruitful. So prayer number two, to pray for yourself and for others, is that God will enlighten you to see and know the hope of his calling. Here's prayer number three. He says, uh, also the riches of his, to know the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So he, prayer number three is to understand and to know the riches that you have in Christ Jesus. Now, in, in context here, we've, if you listened last week, you see in Ephesians chapter one, he talks so much about the spiritual blessings that we have being in Christ. And so now he's telling them that they ought to pray that God would show them these, these riches so that they can understand them. We live as spiritual misers sometimes, as though we have nothing. But the truth is, we have so much in Christ. Colossians 1, Paul says, God will to make known what is the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. And it's this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So why does God give you the riches of his blessings in Christ? He gives you that because he values and loves you. You're not a nobody in the, in the kingdom of God, in the family of God. You are a child and you have an inheritance, which is the richness of Christ. Think about it, this. Um, the Ephesians who lived back in this day that Paul was writing to, was, Ephesus was a very wealthy city. These people who lived here had more than most of the people of their day. But if you go to Ephesus today, all of the city's wealth and splendor are gone. But these Christians that he wrote to are now in heaven enjoying the glory of God and the richness of their inheritance in him. 
So you want to change the way you see your life? Pray to understand the riches that you have in Christ. Here's one more prayer, prayer number four. Um, he says, also to know his incomparably great power for us who believe. Um, so here's prayer number four, to know the power of God, the power of God that he wants to display in your life. And then he goes on to just characterize this power and just listen to the over-the-top words that he, that he uses for, for us to understand. He says, this is the same mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every other name that is invoked, uh, not only in this present age, but in the age to come. Paul uses many different words here. Uh, in the original language, there's, uh, and I don't, don't speak Greek, but they are dunamos, which is explosive power, think dynamite, uh, energia, which is uh, the working power, uh, kratos, which is mighty, iskus, which is just the general word for power. So um, reading those again, it's God is saying that the divine, dynamic, eternal energy is available in you, in your life. It is like the power that he used to raise Christ from the dead. That's an amazing thing to think about. Um, I think we're just scratching the surface of understanding uh, what God wants to do in us and through us. Uh, Christ said this, whoever believes in me will do works that I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That verse blows my mind. It scares me. I don't even know what to make of it. Greater works than these. Um, there's so much more that I think God wants to do through us and we've got to understand his power. We've got to be able to uh, ask the Lord to show us that power so that it can be displayed in our lives. Hey, these riches that we are asking God for, these four things, they are not just riches to sit in a warehouse somewhere to be admired by us, but they are, um, they are riches to be, to be used and applied in our life to make a difference. Do you feel powerless? Good. You are, but the God that saved you and has given you his Holy Spirit is not. And if you really believe that, you will pray differently. You'll believe differently. You'll live differently. So here's your four prayers. Ask the Lord to give you understanding and wisdom and revelation to know him, to know the hope of the calling that you have, to know the riches of the blessings that you have in Christ Jesus, and to know his power and let it be displayed in your life. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. May God bless you and incorporate these, these thoughts into your prayer life. Have a great week.